much for joining us on AU Manufacturing Conversations. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Tell me the uh, answer to the first question, uh, which is always, uh, how did you get here and what do you make? So here we are at, uh, at Avalon Air Show, and look, it's been a, a reasonably long path. We started in 2017, and essentially what we're sitting in right now is a, a cabin mock-up for an electric vertical takeoff and landing aircraft, which is fit out like an air ambulance. And so we got here because I had a, a background in aerospace engineering. I was a, an engineer by training um, with the Australian Navy, where I worked a lot with, with helicopters. I did peacekeeping on a ship, which was both a hospital ship and a helicopter landing platform. And so had a, a strong exposure to how important that was in communities like the Solomon Islands, and also, you know, my background in regional Australia saw how important aviation was to moving around efficiently. I think I always wanted to design and build aeroplanes, so I did eventually. And here we are now, like I said, it's in the mock-up. In the background is a video playing of our prototype, which has started its flight test program. And we're the first company in Australia to fly a large electric vehicle takeoff on any aircraft. And it's over a tonne, so it's a huge milestone and it's a great validation of all the hard work that myself and our team have put into getting this far. Yeah, so what are we building? Well, we're building electric vertical takeoff and landing aircraft. It's an aircraft that doesn't need a runway. It takes off and lands like a helicopter, but flies fast and efficiently like an airplane. And it has the potential to really radically change transport and provision of medical services. And it does that by enabling an order of magnitude cost reduction over helicopters. Helicopters today are the only commercially available vertical takeoff and landing aircraft. This technology has the potential and, and I believe will disrupt helicopters, but as a consequence of disrupting helicopters in a flow and effect, it will change transport and change delivery of services across the country. Obviously you've got this vision and you're driving it, but it's always a bit of a team effort to get any major project like this together. Tell me a little bit about the, uh, some of the Australian partners, your supply chain if you're able to, and what you're able to do here, etc. With any project, you try to minimise the new development where you can, but it's a new development airframe, and so we need to design and build a, a new and, and different configuration. And so we designed the airframe in-house, employing some of the great talent from our various universities and from the Australian aerospace industry, but working with key partners to build you know, composite structures and companies like CST Composites, Innovation Composites and Quickstep are all three of the key suppliers that have helped us to get to where we are today. On the, you know, the other systems, we work with a small company that is doing flight control systems, which is actually Victorian based in Pakenham of all places. And so they're building high integrity control systems. That company is called SIL3. And otherwise we work very closely with Companies that do power electronics, APD is uh, another Australian company that does that work and have worked with battery pack integrators like 3ME. So there's a broad range of, of different companies in different technologies to bring it all together. Now, there's great opportunities in future and for our next aircraft. You know, we're really keen to work with Australian companies on electric motors for aviation. We currently import the motors. It'd be great if we can find a good Australian supplier for that. And we are in talks with a number of companies. Anyone in, in this pavilion, perhaps? So look, there are some, there's a couple in the pavilion that, and some who aren't, that we're currently engaged with to further the conversation. And then otherwise, you know, batteries. So today we buy battery cells, import them from overseas. 
there are some interesting technology developments which are coming, but I'd say it won't be in time for our first product, but if they play out, then there's great opportunities with Australian battery manufacturers to also support our aircraft. You've spoken before and you've mentioned that there is a bit of uh, expertise in engineering if you know where to look in Australia in the aerospace sector. You've spoken quite positively about Jabiru and some other companies. Tell me about how you've found what you needed in terms of brilliant people who can help you put together a complex machine like this and others. I think always finding a great team is a key part of growing any new business. And so a big part of what's worked really well is Siobhan, who is my co-founder, has a strong background in people operations and led the people operations function for Google for, I think was in that for over a decade. And so bringing that expertise of how to recruit people, how to attract people and how to retain good people, that has been really, really helpful. Obviously there are networks, which some of the people on our team are from my previous networks across you know, working in the industry over the years. But we have some great universities that produce some really good, really talented young engineers. And so we've managed to tap into a couple of the universities that are near to us. And through internships, we've converted a large portion of our interns into permanent employees. And I have to say, there's some real superstars amongst them. And so we do still produce really high quality engineers. And we want to ensure that we continue to produce those really high quality engineers. The challenge is always getting those young engineers the experience they need to go from a graduate to a highly productive team member. So we've been lucky and we've been able to recruit some of the mature, mature experienced team members as well as the junior and get that right mix of energy and wisdom, which, which is helpful. I'm curious about the path to manufacture. I think pretty much everyone here is. You've passed another milestone the other day with the tethered hover, and congratulations on that. Tell me about what lies ahead in getting to building the machine that builds the machine. There's still a long path ahead with continued flight testing on the prototype, but most definitely starting to gear up for production is the key part of it. We've been working with some key partners on manufacturing of major components in order to map out that pathway you know, selecting the, the methods and the approaches which have a path from low rate of production into high rate of production. Some of that is some of the methods where we've used to make key components, already methods that have scaled for composite manufacture and, and easily scalable. In other cases, there's work in progress. And so the fuselage is one area in particular where the starting point will be quite labour intensive, certainly for the prototype it is, but We've kicked off the studies to work through that iterative approach of starting with a low rate of production, which might be very manual, but then being able to be automated in a simple way. And an example of that is looking at how we can use more male tooling rather than female tooling to simplify the automation process, which there's a number of different composite manufacturing methods that are quite exciting. We're working through those, but at the same time, keeping our feet planted on the ground of we can't afford to overinvest in automating the manufacturing before we get the first aircraft out. So it really needs to be a staged approach and an iterative approach. As far as the assembly, today we assemble these aircraft and there's more work to go for us to establish the partnerships that we need to upscale that assembly and allow us to achieve what we think is the potential of the market. Case scenario, you're up and running, getting to a decent rate of production, and 
kicking your goals. What do you hope to contribute to national capability in the aerospace industry? One of the things from day one we were very focused on is actually developing a product that met an Australian need, maybe not a uniquely Australian need, but a, a very important one. And so the air ambulance is a key requirement that Australia has that's a bit different to other parts of the world. We rely on aircraft to enable our medical system to function, whereas other parts of the world don't have the same pressures that we do. And it's because our distances are further and our population is so sparse that it's really hard for medical services to deliver a level of care that we've become accustomed to. So we started by making sure we were designing a product that met a uniquely Australian need, which today is met by manufacturers based in places like Wichita or Switzerland or Northern Italy. And Australia is a keystone market for three, three foreign companies who tailor their product around what Australia needs and then use that as their launching pad to the rest of the world. And so from that standpoint, it should make sense that an Australian company is the company that is designing the right thing for, for that application to then leapfrog in the world. So from that standpoint, we want to be the expert at long range electric VTOL. And we're working really hard through that process now with our developments in our hydrogen fuel cell electric hybrid. But also we want to be the world expert in light air ambulance. Now, once you've achieved both of those things, then you have the perfect aircraft for passenger carrying, the perfect aircraft for cargo carrying in those size ranges. So by building that expertise with long range eVTOL, with a very efficient eVTOL and with hydrogen eVTOL, we'll grow a capability to meet what's essentially a uniquely Australian requirement. The consequence of that is we'll win in all the other use cases because it's always easy for a long range aircraft to fly a short hop. It's impossible for a short range aircraft to fly a long hop. So that's a key part of what we're trying to do and build up that, those skills and expertise in those areas. This podcast had some electric aviation companies before, such as Dovetail Aero and Plate Magnetics, who are not far from us in this pavilion. Talking about electrified aviation and what do you think it offers in terms of potential for manufacturing in Australia? So look, electric aviation has a lot of great opportunities for the, the consumer because it means that the cost of aviation can come down and we can decarbonise aviation. So there's great positive benefits from, from that standpoint. From the manufacturing standpoint, it's a high quality industry with relatively low volumes compared to other sectors. And so Australia has a world-class regulator that is accepted by all of the world-class regulators. So that means that if you manufacture a product and achieve the appropriate standards here in Australia, they're automatically recognised or very easily recognised across the globe. So that's a great thing. It's a sector where it's quality over volume. And so that means that Australia has a competitive and is a competitive player in that space. And if you look at our expertise in the, the light aircraft end of the market, we've seen examples like Jabiru that I've mentioned before, where we're able to be very competitive in our product offerings from a cost, quality and performance standpoint. And so, so yeah, I think electrification is a great new opportunity. It's any time where there is a, a disruptor to the market, it upsets the status quo and allows new entrants to get a foothold. So that's a great thing. And lastly, as you see it, is there an issue within manufacturing that's not getting the attention it deserves from 
politicians, the press, public. Yeah, so there is an issue and the big issue is that Victoria and Australia used to have a car manufacturing industry and in the past there was a view that if Australia made components to feed into a global supply chain that would be good enough. But what we find very quickly and what we certainly saw with COVID was that actually no, you need people making the final product. You need people making the aircraft in Australia who will then select local suppliers and manufacturers for the components such that an Australian company making a seatbelt has very little chance of getting its seatbelt into an aircraft that's manufactured in Europe or United States. But an Australian aircraft manufacturer will use an Australian seatbelt manufacturer because the supply chain is easier, it's easier to manage the, the engineering and the design and the technical side of things. So we really need it to be brought to the forefront that you need the end product. So you need to make the finished aircraft design, build, integrate in Australia. You need to have the finished vehicle design, built, assemble everything in Australia. Because without that, the supporting supply chains collapse. And that's a really important thing. And that's something where there's a reason why most manufacturers around the world get all sorts of interesting subsidies from their government to support them and keep them going. In this country, we don't need subsidies. We just need a bit of help with investment. And so the global investment market doesn't pick Australia for developing new products like an aircraft. And so it's investment that is the one where governments need to help and support and facilitate, but recognise that it is a critical capability for the country to be able to design a new aircraft, design a new car, design a new, a, a new armoured personnel carrier or like a Bushmaster, those sorts of things. We need to keep that capability going. It's, it's critical. Strongly agreed. I could blather about the subject and my strong feelings, but we don't need that. We'll call it squits there. Andrew, it's been a delight to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Okay, thank you very much. Cheers.